So we're starting uh, today's Daf Chuk of Tess. We're starting two and a half lines, three lines up. Ah, welcome back. Thank you. Ah. Starting uh, two and a half lines up from Kuf Chav Ches on the base. Amar Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shmuel. Chaya. So a person about to give birth. Kolzman, right, a, a, a woman giving birth. Kolzman Shakever Pasuach. As long as the, the base harechem, right, her womb is open. Then, whether she says, I am in a matzah of sakana, I need it, or she doesn't say I need it, she says, no, I don't think I need it, but if other people think she needs it, so as long as the womb is open, if the kever is closed, okay, so she's after that point, we'll have to see exactly what uh, open kever versus closed kever, we'll see that in a few lines, when exactly that is. So, nistama kever, Bain Amra Trihani, Bain Layamra Trihani, Ain Machalana Sashabas, Ravashi, Masni Hachi. This is how Ravashi learns. So Ravashi to him is clear cut. Kever open, Machal Shabbos, don't care what she says. Kever closed, not Machal Shabbos, don't care what she says. Doesn't matter. Okay, Marzutra Masni Hachi. However, Marzutra is going to learn it a little differently. Amra Vihudamar Shmuel, Chaya Kolzman Sha Kever Posuach. So that he's going to agree to. If the, if the womb is open, then it doesn't matter one way or another. Uh, either way, you can Shabbos. Nistama kever, if the kever is closed, Amra Tzrichani. If the then it depends on what she says. Amra Tzrichani, she says, I need, I need it. When the master of Sakana, I need it. Then Machal Anasa Shabbos. Loya Amra Tzrichani, Ein Machal Anasa Shabbos. Okay. So Amalei Ravina Ravashi Right, Ravashi said that even they both held that when the Rechem, when the womb is open, that you can machal Shabbos no matter what she says. The machlekes here is what happens once the womb is closed and she says she needs. Are we allow? Do we allow her? Um, are we machal Shabbos for her? Yes, for her. Yes or no. So we have one man Amr that says Lakula, right? Marzutra Masni Lakula, Marzutra was Lakula, Barashni Lakumra, Hilchasa Kaman, Amalaya Lakha Marzutra, because Safik Nafashas Lahakel, and therefore we will go Lakula. And if she says, even though the kever is Nistam, the womb is closed, she says, I need it, we're going to be Machal Shabbos for her. Now, Mayamasai Psichasa Kever, when is the time for Psichasa Kever? Amrabaya, Misha'a Shateshavala Mashbar. When she sits on the birthing stool. So we're going to have three sheetas. That's number one. Once the blood starts dripping. Okay. So that will be sheeta number two or uh, time number two. But Amrila, third, right? Some say it's that her friends have to carry her by her agafa uh, literally means wings, but obviously it means her, her uh, armpits, right? So she can't uh, walk on her own. Friend has to hold her up by her armpits and carry her. So those are the three times when we'll say nistama kever. On masai psichas until when? Right, so we said, right now we're trying to define what we started with. We said psichas hakever, nistama kever. So, so, okay, we know when it opens, it's one of these three times. Um, uh, you know, I, I think halacha lamaisa we pass that any of these three, whichever one would happen, would be considered. Um, she would be in the matzah of sakana, where we would be, let's say, machal uh, shabbos for her, etc. So on masai until when? Amar Abaya shloishim in three days. Rav Amar Mishmei Rav Yehuda shiva seven days. Some say thirty days. So it's a pretty wide three, seven, or thirty days. To which Nardai, most people learn that Amar Nardai is going to explain it. Chaya gimel. 
Vizayin Velamid. Right? So we have 3, 7, and 30. We have three time periods here. So Gimel, what are we going to understand? So when we said Nistama Kever, it's... It sounded to us, it's like open and shut, right? No, no pun intended, open and shut case, right? So it's either Nistam or not. And I'm saying there are levels. When it comes to Nistam, in regards to when we consider the womb closed, so Gimel, within three days. So everyone's going to agree for the first three days is Nistam Akever. She's definitely in the Matzah of Sachkana. And there's nothing to talk about. Zion. Now it's the case of Zion. Amra tzrichani mechalanas hashabbos. Amra loy tzrichain mechalanas hashabbos. So that sounds like some level of nistam, right? But she still could be somewhat in a matzah sakana because we passed in lekula, right? That if she says even after nistam, she says I need it. We passed in like the um, the maremar uh, who said who said that. Uh, if she says she needs it, even after nistam akever, then we can't be mechalal. Okay, afilo amra nelamid afilo amra trichani ain mechalal to shabbos. Everyone's going to agree that after thirty days, um, we, we're not going to be mechalal to shabbos. We're not going to be mechalal shabbos for her, even if she says she needs it. Avalo eisen aydei amoy. However, we can aydei guy. We can't do it aydei amir la akom. So we can get a guy to do the malacha for on Shabbos. Kedrav ulabreidrav Eloi. The Amer called Tzarkei Choyla Nas and Aidei Amar B'Shabbos. Okay, because then at that point, even Toich Lamed Yom, she's no worse than a regular Choyla if she says she needs it. And a regular Choyla, we will be machal Aidei a guy. We'll be machal Shabbos. Kedrav Amnuna. Damar Amnuna. Davar Shein by Sakana. Omer Lenachri Ve'Oisei. That you can tell a guy to do it, and it can be done Aidei a guy if we're, it's an Iske Choyla if it's for the Choyla. Okay, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, L'chaya Lamid Yoyim. He said something about a chaya, a woman giving birth, that's 30 days. So what is that? L'may helchasa, Amin Ardai, Litvila. And Rashi explains that because of the cold, that she shouldn't go to the mikvah, even if she stops bleeding, she shouldn't go to the mikvah for 30 days because um, um, it will cause her to get too cold. Amar Rabbi Amar Ima, that's only if her husband's not with her. Her husband can warm her up, and therefore um, she can go to the mikvah. The daughter of a chister who was Rabbi's wife, she went to the mikvah within 30 days. Not, right, her husband wasn't there. It's Tanias, and she got cold, like we said. That's why you shouldn't go within 30 days. So what did they do? They brought her bed where she was lying. She was cold, she got sick, and uh, they brought her to her husband in Pompadisa. Okay. You can make a bonfire. So if a chaya is very cold, you can make a bonfire for her on Shabbos. Savar mine lechaya, that it's only a woman giving birth, right? Because she's in a matzah of sakana, lechaya in lechaya So number one, the havamina was, it's only for a chaya, because she's in a tremendous matzah of sakana, but a regular lechaya, no. Bimais hagashamim in bimais hacham that that's only in the rainy season, right? If it's in the cold, if it's in the winter, that's when you would need a, a bonfire to warm you up. But in the summer, no. Okay, Amar Rav skip the parentheses, Amar Rav Chia Bar Abba, Amar Rav Chia Bar Oven, Amar Shmuel, we see even Hik Hizdam, Vinitz Tanin, okay, let's say you bloodlet, so in those days, 
what they used to do for most uh, the common the common illness, they used to go for bloodletting. That the, the theory was on some level that. Um, the, the, there's pressure. The reason why you weren't feeling well is because there's pressure in the body. And then if you let some blood out, that reduces the pressure uh, in the body. And um, in the old days, actually, uh, somebody once told me this. So uh, maybe true, maybe not. But you know the barber's pole? You go to a barber, they have like the red and the white pole. That, that red and the white comes because the barbers used to be the ones that did the bloodletting. So that pole is, imagine they did the bloodletting over here in your arm, right? So it's like the blood streaming around your arm. That looks like, um, really? uh, really looks like the, and that's why the barber's pole looks like that, red and white. But anyway, okay. Hick is dumb, then it's thinning. So now if you bloodlet and you get cold, we're going to see here, we're going to basically be launching into an amud of bloodletting. Hick is dumb, then it's thinning. If you bloodlet and you, you get cold, so even it's Kufas Thomas. So what do we see here? That when we said Madura Lachaya, it was it was not Dafka. It wasn't only because she's in a tremendous matzah of Sakana. We're saying even somebody who just went through bloodletting, which was a, uh, a, a you know self-inflicted uh, remedy for chayla. So they're in the matzah of some sort of chayla. And even in the summer, when it would sound to be illogical, right? That why should I need heat in the summer? Still, we're saying that it, you could be even the like the lower level of chayla. And be in the summer, and we'll still allow allow a bonfire, uh, you know, because it's still going to be considered some matzah sakana. Shmuel. So what do we see here? What we see is that a person who goes through bloodletting that the cold is very bad for them. So we're going to come off with some stories on that. Shmuel tzochule tachtaka deshaga. So Shmuel he had bloodlet, and tzochule means they broke for him. Okay, Rashi explains that they, didn't, they couldn't find wood. They broke for him, Tachtaka Dishaga. That was a very expensive chair. So he had a very expensive chair. He broke it up to make it into firewood because he had just got bloodlet and he was cold and he needed fire. So he took the first available chair or the first available wood, even though it was in the form of an expensive chair. Rav Yehuda Tzolchole Psura Diyayna. They broke up for him and they turned to firewood a um, you know, very expensive cedar table. L'raba tzochalei shashifa, a bench. V'amalei abaya l'raba. V'ha ka'avar, so abaya said to Rabba, I don't know, v'ha ka'avar mar mishem baltashches. He says, how could you start breaking all these expensive chairs to make firewood? It's baltashches. So he said, amalei baltashches dukufai adif. That I got to worry about myself. My baltashches, what about my body that's going to be in, in trouble? Right? I'm going to be in a, I'm, I'm sick. So baltashchus to the gufayad. If we don't hold, we're not going to say it's a problem of baltashchus. Crack a chair when I'm doing it for something that I need. Um, okay, I'm going to baltashchus to the gufayad. Fine. I'm a rabbi Yudam a rab. La'olam yimkar adam kairos beitzai. A person should sell the beams of his house. Biikach minolam leragov. In order, he should sell the beams. Even the beams of his house. It's so beneficial to wear shoes that he should sell the beams of his house to buy shoes. Now, and still, now let's say you bloodlet. So we saw one thing that's bad, and that is to get cold. Another thing we're now going to see is that you have to eat after you go through bloodletting. Those same shoes that we said you should sell the beams of your house for, well, you know what? If you need food, right, after you bloodlet, you should even sell those shoes to, to get food. The yaspik name Suda, so that you can purchase with them um, you know, stuff for a Suda. 
My Tarkei Suda. Now, what is Tarkei Suda? Meaning, what should you eat after you go through bloodletting? What is this Tarkei Suda? Rav Amar Basar. You should have meat. You should make sure to eat meat after you bloodlet. Shemol Amar Yayin. Rav Amar Basar. Nafsha Chalof Nafsha. Because you need your, uh, 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 the Basar, the meat is replenishing the Nafsha, right? That part of the soul that uh, came out during the bloodletting. So we have to replace red dam with red wine. Simen Shinamsar. Okay? So these were the names of the following Amaraim who said the following memories in regards to Blalek. Shmuel B'yemet Abin Milsa. The day where he would do, Abin Milsa means where he would go for bloodletting. Avdilei Tavshilo Detechli. He would eat a cooked dish of spleen. Rev. Yechanan would drink wine until the smell of the wine came out of his ears. Rav Nachman Shasi ad tachle. Rav Nachman would uh, drink enough wine until his spleen floated, that he had so much liquid in his body, it would cause his uh, spleen to move around. Rav Yosef Shasi ad merivda de kusilta. Okay, that Rav Yosef would drink wine until the smell of the wine came, the nafik, the, the smell of the wine came out. Rav de Kusilta is the blood letter's needle. So the needle where they took blood from, okay, that until wine, he would drink so much wine that his, uh, it, well, I wonder what, I don't know what his blood alcohol content was, but I'm imagining he wouldn't be able to drive at that point. Rav Mahadar Achamar Baltilsa Tarfi. Okay, Rava would go, go look for especially really aged wine. Rashi explains that this is wine that stayed on the, um, on the tree or on the vine for three years after it started sprouting leaves. So it was there for a long time. That's what aged means. It doesn't mean aged in the barrel. It means aged on the vine. I beg of you. So he said to the Rabbana, to his Talmidim, he said, I beg of you, on the day of Akaza, right? In case you're in a matzav where, you know, you come home, you come home from work late and there's not really any dinner on the table or eh, whatever. Kids had mac and cheese, so you eat some mac and cheese. He says, but here's what you should do to make sure that you eat properly after Hakaza. Go tell your wife, say that the Rosh Hashiva is coming. So you can be sure there'll be a nice suda there. The kulu, okay. And therefore, as he said, it's so important to have a nice suda after you go through this uh, bloodletting that, that you, can, uh, you can twist the truth a little. Just wouldn't want to be there when like, the Rashid doesn't come, right? Okay. The kulu arumi asiri. And all trickery is aser. You can't try to fool people. What we're saying, and we'll explain what he do. Bar mehai arama. Except for the following, we allowed somebody who did bloodletting, he can't afford to buy wine, right? We're going like the Shita that what you really want to do is drink wine after your bloodletting. So what you do is you take a bad coin, a bad Zuz, and you go to seven wineries. And what you do is, so the way it used to work was you walk into the winery and you wave your gold coin, right? Or you wave your coin, silver coin. It looks like it's a, a real money, right? And, um, and they would say, okay, bring them out something to taste. You know, you'll taste your mer- merchant, right? You're going to the shook and you go there. Oh, he's got money. Okay. And they give him some wine to taste. And then he goes, okay, fine. I want to buy some. And he, he shows him this coin and it's a bad coin. It's a dud. All right. So he got free samples. So he can go around the entire market. He can go to seven... Uh, markets, 
At the time, shear Rubiusa until he's able to taste a Rubius worth of wine. Okay, so what we're saying is that normally we wouldn't allow you to do this sort of trickery, to employ this trickery, because it's just disingenuous. You're right, they're giving you free samples, that's their business, but they're giving you free samples when your intention is to buy. Here, your intention is not to buy. But we're saying that, that uh, Rav Nachman allowed, he allowed this trickery when it came, if you couldn't afford wine after bloodletting. Viloi. And if he couldn't steal, but he could do the shtick. Right, he could do the shtick. Viloi. And let's say you don't have a bad zuz, you don't even have that. Then what you should do is lechol shev tamrei uchmasa, eat um, seven black dates, velishev mishcha betzidye, and you drink, um, sorry, and rub oil on your temples. So between the two of those, eating the black dates and rubbing oil on your temples, that will warm you up. And like we said, one of the, I guess, so the wine will also warm you up. So one of the, one of the things we said that you need to make sure that you're healthy after you blow that is to make sure that you're warm so this is, um, oh, and what do you do? Benigni b'shimsha. So you uh, eat black dates, you rub oil on your temples, and then you sleep in the sun. Um, Avlot, who was some sort of guy, okay, so he, he was an astrologer. Ashkel Shmuel, the Gani b'shimsha. He found Shmuel, he saw him sleeping in the sun. He says, oh, I thought you were supposed to be a chacham. You're supposed to be one of the wise, you Shmuel supposed to be one of the wisest men. One of the wisest men. In, uh, of, the, of the Jews. He said, the sun, direct sunlight contact with direct sunlight is bad for you. All right, so he said, is something that bad for you? Can it become good? Amrlei, Shmuel responded to him, he said, yeah, it's and therefore I need heat. And it's not really true. Ella, because there is one day in the, of the entire year where direct sunlight is good, and that is when the day of Tkufas Tamas, and he didn't want to tell this guy, this guyish astrologer, he would start making all sorts of cheshbonis from it, so he just told him, you know why I'm sitting in the sun? Because it's good for my bloodletting, and I just had bloodlet, even though he didn't really, it was, happened to be the one day a year where it was good, where it was beneficial to sit in direct, in, in direct sunlight, but he didn't want to tell him. Okay, Hekel, five lines from the bottom. Hekel, Beruach, Taima, Shoha, Simen. Six lines. Rav, Vishmol, Dami, Tavayo. Ko ha Mekel, Besudas, Hakazas, Dam. A person who doesn't take seriously the Suda of Hakazas, Dam. So, Mekil, Lam, is Anoisav, Min Hashemayim. The Yakarish Baruch is not going to give you Parnasa. Vaimrim, and they say, you know what they say? Vaimrim, Huach, Hayab, Lechas. He doesn't care about his own life. Ani, Achus, Olav. Should I, Kaddish Baruch Hu, care about, uh, you know, I should take pity on him? Rav Bishmuel, somebody who, again, Abed Milsa's bloodlets, he shouldn't sit where you have a swirling wind. Maybe the uh, umna, right, the oman here refers to the person doing the bloodletting. So the, the bloodletter, maybe he took too much blood. And the mukumle arviasa, and all he has left is the minimum amount he needs to live. So he, he, he took, right, he went to donate, uh, to, to get bloodlet taken out, right, to get bloodletted. And they took out all the dam, except they, they figured out exactly how much he needs to live, and they took out everything except for that. But also zika, and then what's going to happen? You'll have one of these gusting winds, these swirling winds that'll come. Ve mine, and it will draw a little bit more blood. And then you'll be, now you, have, you don't have enough blood and you'll, be, you'll have problems. 
He was so sensitive towards wind, Shmuel would get bloodlet only in a house that had seven and a half bricks. It was seven and a half bricks thick. So he did the bloodletting in such a house. He had a special, uh, uh, what do you call those in Israel? Like the bomb shelters? The McClots? Yeah, one of those. Okay, so he had one of those. All right, he had a, 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 a seven and a half brick wa- um, thick walled shelter, bloodletting shelter. The Ergish bin and he, uh, he felt like something was wrong. He felt weak, unusually weak. So what did he do? Badak, he checked, and Vachasar Chad Aricha, he saw that he was missing Aricha as a half a brick. So he saw that in the whole seven and a half, there was one area where he was missing half a brick, and he was so sensitive towards wind that Imamish changed the way the, Imamish changed the way he felt. Rabbi Shmuel and they both say, Hi, Mandavin Milsa, somebody does bloodletting. Litum midi. First, what you should do is taste something. The Hadar sit down, right, eat. If you get blood, you gotta add some apple juice, some cookies, whatever it is, get your sugar back. Bahadur Leipuk and then go. Di'iloi, time midi, because if you don't taste something, ipaga b'shechva, if you run into a corpse, okay, yarka ape, your face will turn green. Ipaga b'man dekato, nafsha, miss, if you run into somebody who's a murderer, you will die. Ipaga b'davar acher, if you don't follow the recommended, doctor's recommended procedures post-bloodletting, then you run, and you run into a pig, you'll get saras. That the pigs, uh, they, they carry the saras, um, right? That they carry the, um, the saras virus with them. Okay. Ravashmol, the army tarvayu. Haiman, the oven milsa. So a person who goes for bloodletting. Lishi porta, the other He should wait and then get up. Don't get up immediately. Don't stand up quickly. Hey, dvarim, kvarim, lemisa. Five things. Bring a person close to Misa Yesim and Achayim. Bring bring you closer. Will bring you to death's door. Beilohein Achal va'amad. If you eat and you stand, Shasa va'amad. You drink and you stand. Yashem va'amad. You sleep and you just get up quickly. That you don't uh, relax for a second. Hikiz dam va'amad. You let blood, and that's obviously what we're talking about. And you stand up right away. Shemish mitasli va'amad. That if you have relations and then you get up, so then um, that is. Um, right, these are all things that cause you to be knocking on death's door. Amar Shmuel. So now we're going to talk about frequency. Like I said, we're going to be discussing bloodletting for a little bit. Amar Shmuel. Pursa de Dama, the frequency in which one should get bloodlet. So how often should a person go for bloodletting? Kol klasen yoimin, every 30 days. Ubeina prakim. Okay, once he reaches the age of 40, then you drop it, yimat, you go to once every 60 days, once you hit the age of 60, then it's every 90 days. Now, so we discuss frequency. Now, what days of the week should one, glet, should one have blood, his blood let? So the days of the week that you should have your blood let, Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. Okay, so, so far, Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, those are good bloodletting days. Monday and Thursdays, you should not. Why? Because those are days where the Bezdin would sit and be done. That when the Bezdin, right, Monday and Thursday, we lay in, that's when the Bezdin was convened in the cities. 
So the fact that the bezin was convened down here means that there's a bezin being convened upstairs in Shamayim. And, uh, you know, if you're 100% sure that you're going to be okay, so then you can go ahead and put yourself in a matzah of sakana on those days. But it's certainly not advisable. And therefore, avoid getting your blood let on Mondays and Thursdays. Now, what about Tuesday? But plus a b'shabsa my time aloi. Why not on Tuesday? Because mishim dekaimale madim bezave. Because the mazel of madim, so there are seven uh, constellations, right? Shabtai, uh, tzedek, madim, chama, noiga, koychav, levana. What that basically means is that each one, um, there's seven constellations that circle, right? And each one is for one hour. So if you run the calculations here, okay, well, what's, what's bad is we don't like zavoy. We don't like uh, um, zugais, right? We don't like even numbers are bad, okay? And madim, which represents red, right? So you're, you're angering the mazel of madim when it's on an even number. Okay, what you don't want to do is you don't want to do bloodletting on a day where the constellation of madim, which is the red, um, comes out during an hour that is an even hour. So basically what happened was the world was created, HaKadosh Baruch created the world, Yem Dalid, right, so Tuesday night, okay, at, let's call it 6 p.m. The first hour you had Shabtai, the second hour Tzedek, the third hour Madim, okay? And then every seven, so the 10th hour would be Madim, and then the fifth hour the next day of, of Wednesday morning, and then 12, so everything works in its seven hour increments. So if you run the calculations, okay, what it turns out is that you have an even, Madim shows up on an even hour during the day. That's what you're trying to avoid. You don't want to do bloodletting on a day where the mazel of Madim, the constellation of Madim, which is, again, they're on a seven-hour cycle, shows up during the day. So when does it show up? It shows up on... It's really 21 hours. I mean, essentially, it's going to move Tuesday. throughout the weeks. It's going to move throughout the days. It's, no, it stays fixed. It's every, so um, every, well, for instance, okay, if you look at Tuesday, right, because right now we're talking about Tuesday, it's always going to be the eighth hour of Tuesday, the day. So since it's eight, eight is even. We don't like zugas. We don't like even numbers. And so if mazel madim shows up on an even hour, on, and it does every single Tuesday, because it, it, Mosey, it works in seven-hour uh, cycles. No, 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 but then it continues into the next day. Forget about days. Days don't matter. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, it's hours, right? It's, 100, it's 168 hours per week. You just start it once and then uh-huh. it'll, it'll run through. I actually did it on Excel spreadsheet, but to put it in order to make it easier, it's not going to get any easier. It's just going to make it more complicated. So I just, uh, I did it because I'm not that type of guy. So anyway, um, but if you actually, if you want to calculate it, here are the following days, okay, where you get an even hour during the day. Wednesday, which is a problem because we said you should bloodlet Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, right? Wednesday, and Tisus addresses that. He says that you're right. It comes during the day, but it's very, very late in the day. It's basically the last hour of the day. So uh, since nobody does it, it's Samach Halayla, nobody does bloodletting then anyways, okay? The next time you have it is on a Thursday. You pretty much have it almost every day, except that a Thursday we said you don't do it anyways, a Friday, you have it as well, right? And the Gemara is going to address that because we said, when do you b- let blood? Sunday, Wednesday, 
Friday. Okay, we're going to address that in a second. Shabbos, nobody does bloodletting on Shabbos, right? Sunday is the only day you don't have it. Okay, that's the good one. Um, Monday, again, you have it, but Monday is the fourth hour. But Monday, we said, is like Monday and Thursday. So it turns out you really have an even hour every day except for Sunday. Ah, what about Wednesday and Friday, right? Because we said Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. The answer is that uh, Tysus addresses Wednesday, that again, that's very, it's the 12th hour then. If you follow, it's the 3rd, 10th, 5th, 12th. So it's every seven. So it's a 12th hour. So therefore, it's not going to, nobody's going to bubble it there. So we don't, we're not worried about the Wednesday. And Friday, the Gemara is going to discuss right now. Mali Nami Kaimi Bizavid. What do you mean? Shabbos uh, Friday also. So how did you say you, you let blood on Sunday, Wednesday, Friday? So the Gemara says, keep it the dash Rabim. That's when everybody does it. That's when the yeshivas are off, right? Everybody's going to go for a blood leg. I'm not feeling well for the week. I'm going Friday afternoon, okay? I'm not, I'm not wasting a Tuesday on this, okay? Or, or, or uh, right? Or uh, uh, a Sunday. I'm not wasting a Sunday on this. Can't do a Tuesday anyways. Keep it the dash Rabim. Hashem. That Hashem will watch out, will guard the uh, fools. Amr Shmuel. Now, don't think just because you have avoided uh, uh, mazel madam on the even hours on your Tuesday, okay, and your Monday and Thursday, don't think that every other day is okay. It's not even every Sunday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday, because we'll see. Armor Shmuel, Dalid, if it's a Wednesday, who Dalid, okay, that is the four, if it's the fourth day of the month, Dalidor Beser, the 14th day of the month, Dalidu Esra or the 24th day of the month, or Daladaleka Arba Basre, or it's the last Wednesday of the month, we don't have four days left to the month. So now there's still a bunch of exclusions here. Those are all bad. Those are sakanta. You can't do bloodletting on those days either. Or the first or the second day of the month, it's not a sakana, but rather it's cholsha. It'll cause, it, it'll cause you to get extra weeks. So you want to avoid those days as well. And the third day of the month, you can't do either. So you, basically, you can't do the first, second, third, or fourth day of the month. Okay? Um, well, certainly, we said the fourth, if it's a Wednesday, then no. Okay? Um, Mali Yemetaiva Erev Yantif Cholsha Mali Yemetaiva Sakana Right? So if it's Erev Yantif it's going to cause you to get extra weak when you let blood and uh, Erev Shvuis it's a Sakana Because Rabbanu Nakula Mali Yemetaiva and therefore the Rabbanan said stay away from all Erev Yantifs Mishim Yemetaiva Datsaris because of Erev Shvuis Denafet Bezika Why? What happens on Erev Shvuis? A wind comes out of Shmei Tavuach its name is slaughter, right? Tavuach. Deli kibble Yisrael Taira that was built into the universe that if you, B'nai Yisrael do not keep the Taira, then, right, and this manifests itself Arab Shuas, Habatavach Luhu Damhayu, that uh, they will shecht their basar and their, uh, and their blood, and therefore, okay, um, you want to stay away. And that's, and that's why Arab Shuas was a sakana, that if B'nai Yisrael didn't accept the Taira, we're going to run, run into major issues. And therefore, uh, it's just this, there's a, a bad zika on those days, and so you want to avoid that. Amar Shmuel. chita, like we said, bloodletting removes the pressure. Now what happens if you ate a chita, the hik is dam, and you were makish just the chita's worth of dam, don't think you solved your problem, right? Because all you did was relieve the pressure from that chita that you ate. That's But if you were feeling way down, then the bloodletting will allow you to feel a little bit more uh, light. So now, somebody who gets bloodletting, you should drink immediately. You should eat, okay, after um, uh, uh, right? 
So um, until, or you should, you should eat until, or I guess wait to eat until the amount of time it takes chati milk. When we said you should drink immediately, did we mean that, um, that did we, do we mean that after that it's bad for you? Or we're just saying you should drink immediately, but after that is also okay. It doesn't matter. Take it. We don't answer. So we said, Did we mean that you should wait until Are we saying that it's only good the amount of time it takes to go that's when you should eat, but before then or after that point is going to be bad. Maybe it doesn't matter. And we're just saying when the ideal time is, Take it. Okay, we don't answer that. Machar's Rav. Rav says, Rav called out the following good advice. Me'akari bezuza, if you can get a hundred gourds for a zuz, buy them. Me'areshi bezuza, if you can get a hundred heads of a cattle, right? Heads of a shar, you can buy, stock up, then buy them. Me'ashafami v'leklam. However, if you can get a hundred cow lips, don't bother. They are not good. Don't even bother. It's not, it's, 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 it's not a good deal. It was a day with the Rabbanon. Uh, you know, they all slept in. They were lazy. Coming to the base medrash. You know what they would say? It's a lip day. Okay, because we see lips are, uh, are pointless. I didn't know what he was saying, but now it makes sense. Okay, back in the Mishnah, we said that what do you do in regards to the umbilical cord the Tanakama said that you can tie the umbilical cord after the baby's born. Rabbi Yassi said you can even cut it. So the Kaishanatibar. Tanarabanan Kaishanatibar, you can tie it. That's the Tanakama. Rabbi Yassi, I'm an You can cut it. You can bury the uh, placenta, okay, so that the uh, Vlad will feel warm. Okay, that was a trick they used to do, would warm up the blood. How would they hide it? The royalty, they would hide it. They would dunk it in uh, buckets of oil. Okay, that's how they would cover it. Regular wealthy people, in wool, uh, you know, wool uh, um, uh, shearings. And they would use uh, cheap cotton balls. In regards to that you can cut the umbilical cord. Remember, the Rabbanon held that you can, cut, you can tie it. They, they did not say you can cut it. So, the Chachamim agreed to Rabbi Yesi when we're talking about twins, you can cut it. My time, why can you cut the umbilical cord then? Because they'll get twisted together and they'll pull. What are you allowed to do? We're just finishing off things you're allowed to do for a woman who's giving birth. So we say, all the things that it was said in the Parshas Teichacha, okay, that Yecheskel was telling Kla Yisrael, look at all these things that our Kaddish Baruch Hu did to you, and we were like the children of Hashem. So he went through all the things in euphemisms of uh, steps or, or things that a uh, we do for a baby, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for us. So all those things, those are the things, that's what you're allowed to do in regards to caring for a woman giving birth and the baby on Shabbos. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, and the birthing on the day you were born, 
Okay, that didn't cut your umbilical cord. Right, and this is all asked like, didn't Hakadosh Baruch Hu cut your umbilical cord? Didn't Hakadosh Baruch Hu wash you? right to smooth to smooth you out. The hamleach hamlachta. Right, didn't Hakadosh Baruch Hu give you put salt on your skin? Salt on the skin was miskasha the baby's skin. That's what, what treatment they used to do. The hachtel chutalta. They weren't didn't Hakadosh Baruch Hu wrap you. Okay, so we see that, like when we started in the Mishnah, we said that on the last Mishnah, we said that a, an Adama, for a person, for a human, we do, uh, we do deliver the baby. We don't just, uh, as opposed to Behema, which we said that we help, you just catch it. Here we said we do deliver the baby, B'Shabbos. We see that you do cut the umbilical cord. Sounds like Rabbi Yisi B'Shabbos. Uvemayim lo rechatz l'mishi, right, to smooth out the baby. Mikan sherechzen as havlad B'Shabbos, that you can wash the vlad. Humlach lo yichu. Humalta, humlachta. That you didn't use salt. Mikan shemolchen avlad B'Shabbos, you can salt the baby's skin, you can do that treatment. We see that you are able to wrap the child on Shabbos. Hadron Allah Mifanin. Um all these last things that they're talking about, the cutting the milk according to that, obviously I'm gonna send I'm gonna send out uh, one second. According oh sorry. No, that's fine, yeah. According to their medical expertise, that was obviously not a sukkah, right? Uh, Correct. Today that would be considered, I would imagine, right? Probably. You know what's interesting? Because usually when you would in the past, when I would hear these smart medical things, there's almost a certain amount of like, oh, they knew nothing about medicine. And today, we know nothing about medicine. Right? Yeah. Okay, so we started off, we were saying that, according to call, if she says, uh, the kever is pasuach, and she says, uh, then we, you can be machal, no matter what. Now the question is, what happens if the kever is nistam, then we add a machlikis, Okay, whether uh, Ravashi said you can't be machal, Marzutra said if she says she needs it, you could still be machal. And Maremer said Allah was like Marzutra Lakula. And we asked when was Psich Sakever? We had three times when she sits on the birthing stool, when the blood starts shaisis, uh, okay, starts dripping, or when she needs her friend to hold her up. And until when is Nistam Akever? We had Abaya said three days, Rabba said day seven and day 30. In our day, the way we explained it was that for the first three days, then everyone could agree, Mechalin, no matter what she says. Zion, we'll go based on what she says. If she needs it, that's fine. And Lamed, up to Lamed, we'll treat her like a Chayla, which means that we'll allow her to ask a guy for anything that she needs, okay, even though she's not necessarily in a Matzah Sakana. And we said, B'Shem um, Shmuel, that Chaya has 30 days, and we explained what does that mean for 30 days? For Tvila, that she shouldn't go be toivel because we're afraid of Tzina, she'll get too cold. Okay, and we said that you can make a Medura for a Chaya on, uh, on, Sh- on Shabbos. You can make a bonfire to heat her up. And Rav Chia said, now don't think this is just limited to a massive of, of true Sakana, okay, or, or Sakana for someone who's giving birth, but even uh, somebody who's make his dam and tukufas tamas, even in the summer, we would also allow making a madura for. And uh, we saw that we brought down, we, we, now we got into the sugi of bloodletting. We said the Rabbanon sold in order to get for their, their suit after our kaza. Okay. Uh, the, and we said, what should they uh, drink? All right. And I'm sorry, what should they eat? 
And uh, we had basically said either spleen or wine until it comes out of your ear, drink wine, or until it comes, uh, drink enough wine until your spleen floats, or until um, the smell of wine comes from the needle that you had, the area where you had the needle put in for bloodletting. And then Rav Nachman's trick, as far as, right, he said that tell, he said two things. Number one, tell your, uh, uh, to tell, uh, tell your wife that the Rosh Hashiva's coming and uh, you can trick the wine merchants to give you samples. Okay, and then we had a few more. Um, we said that if a person doesn't take seriously the food, uh, you know, eating after, after uh, getting bloodletting, blood then we're may kill him his mezainas. We said you shouldn't sit in a place where you have a swirling wind. We had the story of Shmuel where he sat in a, uh, in a windproof shelter and he noticed uh, one day he wasn't feeling, he was feeling too weak. He noticed that there was one brick, half a brick missing. Okay, we said that... Um, you should, uh, if a person tastes and then go, immediately goes out, uh, you, you should sit there a little while and eat. Otherwise, uh, the concern is that, uh, you know, you can get a green face, you can die, or you can get saras. Okay, and we said that a person should uh, wait and then get up. He shouldn't run out. Um, and we said, how, what is the frequency to take dam? We said, um, it depends. Until the age of 40, it's every 30 days. From 40 to 60, it's every 60 days. And after the age of 60, it's every three months. And then we had all the days where you can't, right? We said you can only take blood on Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, right? Monday, Thursday, we said no, because Bezin's sitting. And Tuesday, we said, because that's when Madim is in the, the even hours, okay? And I, what about Friday? We said that, Shemir Prasam, everybody does it anyways, okay? And then we had other days for Sakana that we said is a Wednesday that is the 4th, 14th, or 24th of the month, or the Wednesday that's the last Wednesday of the month that you don't have four days afterwards, um, we said the third day of Rosh Chodesh is also a, sak- a day of Sakana for any day, Sunday, Wednesday, or Friday to have blood taken. We said Aleph and Beis is just a cholsha that it gets, makes you feel weak. Uh, and then we said that Mali Matzeres, okay, Mali Matzeres, that because of that Zika that, uh, that created a matzah of Sakana if B'nai Yisrael would not have accepted the Torah. So that, that, that is everlasting and present. And therefore, because of that, we were going to not to do it on any Erev Yantif. Okay, and then we said drinking, you should drink immediately and you eat after Chatzimil. We want to know, is it only immediately, but after, should you not drink after immediate? Or, and for eating, should you not, is it only the Izman Chatzimil, that's when you should eat, but before or after is bad or not? We don't know. And then we ended off just discussing the final point of the Mishnah, which is when do you, what do you do with the umbilical cord? Tanakhama said you tie it. Rabbi Yassi said you can cut it. We said that the halacha is like Rabbi Yassi, that you can cut it. And the Rabbanan are even going to agree um, when you're talking about twins, because then you can run into issues. The cords, the umbilical cords can get twisted, so therefore you're allowed to cut it. And um, Rab just ended off saying that all the things that were said in the Teichacha of Yecheskel, those are the things that you can do for a person who gave birth on Shabbos and for the baby.